This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by Nick B, Mazakazu T, Mike H, and the OT Gourmet Geek. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Hey there, my lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 111th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And we're back. I am in a blanket igloo that I created. It is freezing in my house right now. (laughs) I'm in my bathrobe and also surrounded by a comforter. And I have my hot cocoa in my hands. Sunday morning, you know? (laughs) Okay. We hope you all had a Merry Christmas or whatever you may celebrate. On today's episode, we're closing out our Family Dysfunction series with some films that explore sibling rivalries, David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers, and the Canadian werewolf film Ginger Snaps. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Dead Ringers is streaming on Prime Video and Crackle. And Ginger Snaps is also available on Prime Video, so be sure to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Us, which is going to be in theaters March 14th, written and directed by the Mr. Jordan Peele, which everyone remembers from Get Out, hopefully. The IMDb summary is a mother and father take their kids to their beach house, expecting to enjoy time with friends, but their serenity turns to tension and chaos when some visitors arrive uninvited. I was so excited when this came out. It came out, like, was it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I think it was Christmas Day. I feel like I remember watching it on Christmas Day. There will be no trash talking for this trailer because I'm so effing excited about it. I think we're just everyone so excited. What what trash could we possibly talk right Right? now about Jordan Peele? So creepy and like... Ah! I'm so excited. I feel like it looks way more like horror than last. I think it looks super creepy. It's like yeah. the strangers and supernaturalist stuff. Yeah. I'm so scared already. Just watching this I trailer, I'm terrified. It's <laughs> gonna be so good, I bet. Goddamn home invasion supernatural shit. Fuck. I know, it's like Amy, but it's it's a home invasion movie, but it's supernatural. Like, exactly. It's a home invasion element that scares the crap out of me, but the supernatural stuff that I get really excited about. It's really like, it's like he She's just wrote feel it for so me. Conflicted. I'm very <laughs> excited about all of it. I like that this little little guy's wearing a Jaws t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I like the, the scissors imagery is really awesome. I know we keep seeing like all this different scissor images i like i think the kids do a really good job of looking super creepy when they're like the bizarro kids Mm -hmm. um everything everything looks good this cast is super awesome yes i'm really excited it just looks amazing it just looks so good i'm very excited so what's her face from mad men and uh Uh, elizabeth moss yeah yes i can never think of her name yeah and handmaid's tale yeah oh that's great I'm excited. I think it's going to be fantastic. And, and I love Lupita Nyong'o. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Is, she is lovely. She's so lovely. Mm. Don't mind me making slurping sounds. Coffee is the only <laughs> thing keeping me warm right now. Uh, Carly and yes. I were just talking before we started recording that we're both very sniffly. So it's a very boogery episode today. It's going to be a booger you. episode. You're welcome. <laughs> That's why you listen, right? Sniffle, I mean, sniffle. it's like kind of a lame trailer trash talk because we're just very excited about all of it. But I will say there's a, a really interesting article on modernhorrors.com uh, done by Stephen Lafferty, I think. Uh, I think that's who did it. Apologies if that's not. Uh, with like five clues about the story 
uh, just based on little things he saw in the background uh, during the trailer. It's uh, It may or may not be true, but it's fun to read. Check it out if you haven't yet. Okay. Yay! There's the sniffles. Okay, so we're just really excited. Yes, we're just really excited. But we can jump in. We have uh, our sibling films. I'm sibling so rivalry. happy about how well these fit together. They did. Yes. Very well. So the first movie that we are going to be talking about today uh, is 1988's Dead Ringers, written and directed by David Cronenberg, who you may know from The Fly, Videodrome, and The Brood. The IMDb summary is twin gynecologists. I can't even say that word. (laughs) (laughs) Twin gynecologists take full advantage of the fact that nobody can tell them apart until their relationship begins to deteriorate over a woman. Is that what it's about? I guess. Do I don't you know, know what it's about. <laughs> I was so confused. Well, I was like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm true usually Cronenberg so into, fashion. But like, I usually am so into David Cronenberg's weirdness and like stuff doesn't always flow as it, you know, you think yeah. it would. Yeah. But this movie, I was just like, is it over yet? <laughs> I might get a lot of shit for this. But well, here's the thing. I always feel this way during David Cronenberg movies. They're very long. <laughs> they have a lot of weird stuff going on. And there seems to be a lot of superfluous scenes also. So mm-hmm. it's like superfluous. I said that wrong. Um, but that's that's just how it is in general. But usually it's like it's one of those things. David Cronenberg like throws me away and pulls me back in. And then throws me away and then pulls me back in. And then by the end of it, I'm like, what did I just watch? (laughs) And then it takes me about three watches to really appreciate it. I love him, but that's how a lot of his movies go for me. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely one of those. Like Videodrome is also one of those. I love Videodrome, but that movie is confusing and weird. And I don't know what's going on half the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Um. I don't think I would watch I would watch this again. I would. I don't know. I would, but it is it is long. There's a lot of I definitely didn't think I liked it for a period of time and then I liked it again. The ending is very strange and you know, the movie as a whole is very strange. It's basically like three different movies about these twins. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And it gets it starts out fairly normal. Yes. And then it gets weird so fast. Yes. That I was like, wait, did I miss something? And I was like, no, I didn't miss something. And that's kind of how I felt about the end as well. Yeah. But it, I yeah. rewound it a couple times because I was like, wait, did I miss? Same. What What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think really like Jeremy Irons. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. He's the voice of Scar. Yes. From Lion King. That bastard. Uh, he he does amazing. I loved reading about how he, because he plays twins, obviously. He plays yeah. uh, Beverly and he plays Elliot. Mm-hmm. And I liked how he was saying he would play, um, he would play them differently and remember who he's playing by how he had the weight on his feet. So like if when he played one character, he had the weight on the balls of his feet. And when he played the other, he would have his weight on his heels. And that's like how he differentiated who he was playing. Interesting. That's pretty cool. And he also initially had two separate dressing rooms and two separate wardrobes for his characters. And then as they started to morph, he would like just have one, one dressing room. So it's like really trying to differentiate playing these characters, not only in his brain, but like just physically also having two separate spaces for them and preparing for them. So I thought that was really interesting. I think uh, he did a great job because there's there's no differentiating features between the two. I mean, because it's the same guy. It's the same guy playing the same playing two different guys so it's like it's, but you know sometimes they'll put like a mole on one face or right. one person's hair will be a little different so you can tell just by looking at them and I felt like I at, towards like the middle of the movie I could really tell who I was looking at even though they didn't say who I was looking at it yeah was based on his personality alone and how he expressed himself so that's quite an accomplishment I think I agree 
Um, even, yeah, just like, I agree. Like the way that he held himself, his hair, I felt like was very yes. telling. Yes. Um, or even just his body language. Yeah. Like Beverly is so much more meek than Elliot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you can really see just by body language when he's Beverly and when he's Elliot. Yes. Sorry, I'm drinking. Um, so, <laughs> uh, did you know Robert De Niro was actually up for that role and turned it down because he wasn't comfortable playing a gynecologist? That's so funny. Isn't that weird? That's so it's weird. It's kind of a weird reason not to do a movie is because you're not comfortable playing someone that looks like a vagina. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't. I couldn't possibly. I couldn't. I'm going to have to turn this down. Sorry, David. <laughs> it's not even like, I mean, David Cronenberg was known, well known and doing well at this point. <laughs> so bizarre. I don't know. It's just really bizarre. Well, I guess all for the better, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been weird. I don't think, I don't, I, I love Robert De Niro. I think he's a good actor. I just, I don't, I couldn't see him pulling this off. Honestly. I couldn't either. I mean, maybe he could, but I can't. No, I think Jeremy Irons is the the great, the good choice, the best choice. He did it. Yeah, I mean, he did fantastic. Um, I actually did not write a lot of notes for this movie. You, I, I channeled oh. my Carly and only wrote like a page of notes. Usually I write like four or five pages and I wrote like a little over a page. Um I, I, don't I don't think I would have been able to pay attention to this movie if I had written notes. Well, I was just, I, there was, everything was so weird. I would have had to write everything down. It would have just been like, question mark? <laughs> question mark? What the fuck? Question instead mark? I wrote, instead, I wrote questions like, three uteruses. Is that uteruses? Uteri? Uteri? <laughs> <laughs> what is uteruses. the plural of uterus? That's so funny. Uterine, perhaps. I'm going to go with uterine. I don't know. Uteri. Could be uteri. If you're a gynecologist and you know what the plural of uterus is. I feel like I recall is. from an episode of Grey's Anatomy where George had a very similar conversation and was corrected by Bailey as it being uteruses. But uteruses. who knows? That's well, so hard to say. Because he was like uteri and she was like, don't be, don't be cute, George. <laughs> <laughs> you love Grey's Anatomy. You always manage to throw in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> somehow i I love it figure it out (laughs) we've got a relationship with the show so if you were a twin carly would you switch places with your twin a lot no you don't think that would be a fun game not for like not how they do it i think that the way they do it is horrible yeah i think it'd be fun to like mess with people kind of like the way fred and george weasley do like they're like just kidding yeah that is honestly woman you call yourself our mother (laughs) but um uh, yeah for fun things and like maybe to get away with things or to be silly but like i don't know like showing up at a conference as like your other brother like consistently and then like yeah sleeping with the same people i feel like that'd be real weird well that's horrible that's basically rape i mean that's not yeah Let's not blur that line. That's a pretty yeah. hard line. Um, yeah, that's that's horrible. It's a horrible thing to do. And she should be way more upset than she is. Yes, I agree. When she finds out. Um, she like forgives Beverly very quickly and mm-hmm. is very easy to demonize Elliot. But it's funny because they're both pretty terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> Just in different ways. Yeah. They're like the worst kind of. I can't. Yeah, and every and they do a good job of making you know they'll let you demonize. They'll let David Cronenberg lets the viewer demonize Elliot and then lets them demonize Beverly. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it, that he has no problem passing the baton over that way, and then that way the viewer is then confused. You know, if for some reason we need to have this one is evil, one isn't because that's just how twins work in in cinema usually yeah but this movie just basically is saying they're the same person and when they're separate they're incomplete it's just it's an interesting concept it's very david cronenberg like there's no way you can watch this and not recognize it's david cronenberg (laughs) totally 
Like if I didn't know and I just turned it on, I'd be like, this is definitely David Cronenberg. Yeah, most definitely. And the I loved a lot of the imagery was really fantastic. Um, I loved the whole opening sequence with the happy music and the red gradient background and like the weird drawings of twins and medical instruments. Um, very creepy and strange, but I love it when there's happy and creepy things together. It's a mm-hmm. wonderful, uh, confusing element. A great way to start off the movie, I guess, I think. Um, and I really love the red surgery wear. I don't know, scrubs, I guess. <laughs> yes. Surgery yes. wear, is that what people call it? I was like looking at it and like feeling very confused because I obviously thought a lot about Handmaid's Tale, but then I also mm-hmm. thought a lot about uh, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> the most recent Star Wars movie, like the Praetorian Guards are all like in super red like that. And I was mm. like, what is happening here? You know what? It's smart to have red surgery scrubs because you're going to get blood on you and then it's not as gory looking. <laughs> it's just a little different because it's a little bit deeper. That was a very bright red. That was a very bright red. No, it was, but it was very stunning to watch and it gave it a very dreamlike state. It really especially, did. Especially in the scene where he's using those tools he had made, mm. had specially made. Oh Jesus. my God. I just made them. What? Ah. What are you thinking? <laughs> Keep from, those away from, from any vagina. Women. What did he? Yeah, what did he call them? They were like uh, surgery or gynecological instruments for mutated women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like what? And he kept talking about how like everyone's bodies are changing, and he needs to get new instruments to work on. I'm like, oh my god. Is, that's when it really gets very nuts. That's I think that's the scariest part of the entire movie. Yeah, when he starts to crack. Because I, it's, I mean, it takes a while for this movie to like kick in as horror. It doesn't usually read as horror. I'd say no. a good seventy five percent of this movie is just like drama. Because <laughs> yeah, I was drama. like, I was like, am I watching the wrong movie? I was like, no, yeah. like this is Cronenberg. This is Dead Ringers. But I was like, there's literally, it's like. All relationship drama yeah. is what's happening for most it's of the It's way movie. more psychological than most of his films that I've seen. Same. But I do, I mean, there is, when there is the gore, it's so good. I love that one scene where he's dreaming and it's just, whoa. Oh, Let yeah, with the twins. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like biting. Oh, my God. Yeah. So gross. That's a cool scene. And I was like, okay. I feel like that was the first time that I was like, okay. Are we yeah. getting into this now? Very excited. No, it's just that one scene, really. Just that's it. <laughs> and those, just the sight of those gynecological instruments for most women is really scary. Oh, my God. It was absolutely terrifying. I was How like, was nope. no one saying anything? No one questioned him. They're just like, oh, these are the tools? Okay. Oh, you just made them? Sure. Oh, here, let me pass you this claw that you're going to use that you're gonna slice open this poor woman this monster's claw you had created out of metal it's basically a velociraptor claw on a stick it's it's got a spring yeah oh my god why who why oh yeah it's yikes i will say david cronenberg does not seem to think much of women i mean his female characters in general are pretty uh, short-sighted and forgiving when they shouldn't be um, and not super intelligent kind of flighty I mean, just not always I guess the fly is not that way um, but in this movie especially oh wow she is not a smart woman <laughs> makes She's a lot of not. bad choices no um, so and can we talk about the scene with the brothers dancing with the woman who I don't know is a prostitute or maybe she's not. I don't know who she is. Okay. I'm glad that you felt that way too. Cause I felt like I missed something because I was very confused as to who she was. I think it's just a woman that, that Elliot was having sex with at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, but I feel like she had popped up again. Maybe I'm just crazy. She's in a couple scenes, but okay. she's just there because she's having sex with Elliot. Gotcha. Um, 
But there's a scene where, you know, Beverly's heartbroken. He thinks his girlfriend's cheating on him uh, for some reason. Not sure why. Because uh, he's crazy. Because <laughs> he's crazy. And he's on drugs. Um, and he's paranoid. But yeah. that one scene where she's like, dance with me. So Beverly dances with her. And then Elliot comes up. And then they have like a twin brother sandwich mm-hmm. with this woman. Is It seemed like Elliot was most interested in Beverly in that moment. It was yeah. very hypersexual. And uh And he was like, wait, what did he say? I don't remember. When he like he turned said. around, it was very weird and very se- like It's very sexual. It's yeah. a very incestuous scene where it's yeah. just like, oh, like He said something like, come be with me or something like yes. that. Like it, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Yeah. I, but but I mean I guess you could see I mean Elliot is desperate to get um, Beverly back on his wavelength back mm-hmm. on his his line of I don't know being because they're on completely different wavelengths at this point and he's desperate to get him back and I feel like maybe it's just like he feels incomplete and like maybe physically being together will help them merge together again mm-hmm. or something I don't know. It's probably symbolic in that way and not actually sexual, but, um, or maybe it is, I mean, maybe it is sexual. Maybe all of it is. I mean, it's Cronenberg, so you could go the other way on that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, and they joke and when they're, they don't joke when they're younger, they want to have sex with a girl in a bathtub. Yeah. And they're very (laughs) straightforward about it. Yeah. When they ask that poor little girl. Yeah, well, you have so, sex with us in a bathtub. It's for science purposes. Yeah, and then anyway, Elliot just starts doing drugs to be the same as Beverly, and then Beverly ends up killing Elliot. But there's that whole scene where it looks like Beverly goes downstairs to call her. I don't remember her name. Do you remember the woman's name? No. Oh, okay. wait. Which one? The main one? Yeah, Claire. Claire. He goes downstairs to call Claire after he kills his brother. But then I don't think he actually did that. I think that's just what he was thinking about doing when he was dying. Right? Right. Right. Because they're like dying on top of each other. It's very bleak ending, but I liked it. I mean, I like the movie. I like the idea of a movie. I think it's a little too long um, to hold my interest in a way I want it to. Um. But I like it. I mean, I recommend it. Carly, you, you're not into it, though. You don't want to watch I, it again. I probably wouldn't. I'm Just the flow of it. I don't know. I, maybe I'd have it on in the background. But I don't think unless unless they like screened it somewhere. I don't think I would like sit down and watch it front to back. Sure. If and that I mean, makes I, sense. I understand that. I mean, it's. It, it I'm kind happy of, that I saw it. It kind of reminds me of a video drum in that way where it's mm-hmm. it's long-winded and some of the scenes are very disjointed and you're confused quite a bit of the movie but it ends up working out in the end um it also like the subject matter wasn't something that i particularly cared for sure so that's kind of another reason okay why i don't think i necessarily would um okay. i don't think it was enough of Whatever I I don't know whatever kind of movie I like to watch I guess sure no I understand I I mean, I could if someone told me they didn't like this movie I totally would get it yeah I don't I, it's not for everybody and I'm not even sure it's for me but I was interested enough that I think I would watch it again but yeah it is long I'd have to be prepared it's like two hours uh, yeah I mean but that's a Cronenberg movie I can't but think of any of his longer. movies that are all of his movies are like that and that I've seen yeah except maybe rabbit or one of the one of his earlier films um okay so entertainment weekly ranked this as the 20th scary movie of all time which what makes zero sense no have they seen a scary movie <laughs> or Just any one. of cronenberg's other films yeah <laughs> like the brood is far more scary scary oh yeah 100 the brood is way more terrifying the fly is way more terrifying. The fly is way more terrifying. God, yes. that transformation scene. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. Okay. Well, there. Whoever wrote that article probably does. I don't know. And it. It's. Uh, 
it's part of the Criterion Collection spine number 21. So if you're into Criterion, which I would watch this feels like it's of the Criterion Collection. This absolutely belongs in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely has that feel to it. Um, I don't know. I really, I I liked it. Um, But yeah, it is. If you're going to watch it, be prepared for a long runtime, feeling like a long runtime and some confusing elements and some very strange imagery. Thank you, David Cronenberg. Yeah. So let's take a quick minute. Um, Carly, you have dogs. You love dogs. Love them. Don't like dog violence. Hate it. In movies, even if fake. It doesn't matter how fake. Yeah. I Even the, the noise just yeah. bothers me. Well, there is, there's quite a bit of that in our next film. And I would like to send out a warning to all of our other listeners that may not be interested in seeing any of that. And instead offer you t- uh, an option to go on getbarkbox.com backslash final girl. <laughs> so you can Flawless. give that to actual dogs who are not being murdered. Here, here. That was 10 out of 10. Thanks. Yeah. I'm getting really good at this. <laughs> oh, good grief. We're terrible at this. Okay. So go. Oh, my God. Nailed it. I'm going to introduce the next movie now. It's the worst segue of all time. <laughs> it's seamless is what it's, it was. This went much better in my head. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ginger Snaps from 2000, directed by John Fawcett, who has mostly done TV since uh, Orphan Black and The Man in the High Castle, most recently. And it's written by John Fawcett and Karen Walton, who also worked on Orphan Black and Queer as Folk. Uh, The IMDb summary is two death-obsessed sisters, outcasts in their suburban neighborhood, must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf. So I haven't seen this. I'm going to preface this by saying I haven't seen this since high school. I saw this in high school. I was young. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. This is my first watch. And I'm pretty sure I watched a made-for-TV version, so I don't remember any of the dog death, even though there's a lot of dog death at the beginning. There's so much. This is not there's, my favorite week, guys. <laughs> it's a hard. It's a hard one for you. And I... Thankfully, start, watched like this first, before you did. <laughs> the first opening scene is like a dog paw. I literally told you not to watch the first four minutes of this. Movie. I was like, okay, we are getting into this. <laughs> well, I even said, and I wrote timestamps, and I was like you watching did. it, and like immediately was texting Carly, like, oh my god, have you watched this? I'm so sorry if you watched this already. <laughs> Here is what to skip. Do not watch the first four minutes of this movie. Oh and then I go, and this much. And this much, and yeah. this much. I think I sent you like five text messages with yes. timestamps. Yes, you Live, did. Real t- in real time, Carly should not watch this scene. Carly should not watch this scene. Um, because that is what the werewolf goes after. And I mean, we don't actually see any of the dogs die. They're already dead. Yes. Doesn't make it better, but it so, is true. They are already dead. <laughs> does not make it any better. <laughs> and this, it's very gruesome. I mean, they used a lot of gore to show the puppies, unfortunately. Yes. So I'm sorry about that, Carly. I'm really sorry. I publicly apologized on Twitter. I am apologizing again now. I apologize to you through multiple gifts on <laughs> our chat. It's true. Um, she did. <laughs> So I were you able did you use my timestamps? Were you able to avoid it? I was, except for cause the beginning just really jumped right out there. But anytime I heard the speaking of dogs, I definitely did a load of laundry while I was watching this movie. Sure. <laughs> so uh I was able to avoid it. Okay. So you But it I was didn't... surprised at like how many times I was like this that's when I texted you and I was like literally yeah. this whole movie is about dog murder. <laughs> I'm like the movie is literally not about dog murder but it is a consequence of the story unfortunately. <laughs> um yeah, werewolves and dogs don't get along and unfortunately werewolves are a little bit stronger than most pups. So, it doesn't end well for them in this movie film. Um but no actual dogs harmed in the making of this movie. True. P- 
pups are okay. It's all just makeup. Um, okay. So, other than all the, the dog gruesomeness, that aside, how did you like the film? Um, it was... I'm glad that I watched it. It was interesting. It was... I could see, aside from the dog murder how it was definitely a 2000s sure movie yeah um i feel like it was interesting that you said like you felt like you watched a made for tv version because i feel like it really had that feel it was like a weird horror lifetime movie (laughs) like kind of really okay i did um i mean it's canadian what does that have to do with anything um, oh, I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense. You watch early 2000s Canadian teenage drama. It feels 100% really, like that. <laughs> um, telling me you didn't watch Degrassi. Come on, girl. I actually really didn't. <gasps> you would love it. You have to watch Degrassi, <laughs> the next generation. How have you never seen this? It's got Drake in it. I, that's, yeah, I hear that. Oh, and girl. He, I know who he plays you in it. gotta... Okay, well, oh now I have to God. watch Degrassi. Where is it streaming, guys? Let me know. I don't know, but we need to stop doing this podcast. And in the new year, we're just going to do Degrassi. <laughs> we're going to do Degrassi and Mrs. Maisel mashup. Oh, yes. Um, I'm so excited about our new podcast. It's going to be great, Do you think they'll guys. keep us on com? Yes. Okay. They, they will never know. They'll never know. <laughs> they never listen to our podcast. <laughs> We'll just keep the same titles, yeah. but our listeners will know that we're actually exactly. talking about Mrs. Maisel and Degrassi. And we'll tweak the titles to be oh. slightly horror. Yeah. You know? We'll have, like, images from the episodes that could be construed as horror. Exactly. There's a, there's a couple good ones in Degrassi. There is actually a couple episodes of Degrassi that are very frightening. Well, I'm really excited about this. I am so excited that we're going to watch Degrassi, you guys. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Ginger Snaps. Um, it's actually really funny because I didn't know that this movie was Canadian, but like when I was watching it and the girl was talking, I was like, is is she Canadian? Because she kept saying, oh, in a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Get out. They all are. Get out. I really like this movie. This movie is really, uh, a lot of people like it. Um, it's a good werewolf film and it's got, um, you know, a lot of times our werewolves aren't women. Um, and this is really all about women. Um, I like the way women are portrayed in this movie. I thought that the characters are really realistic um, and honest. I liked um, the relationship between the sisters. I thought, um, I mean, this was obviously the screen, the dialogue was obviously written by a woman, by a woman. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it shows. Uh, whereas in, you know, David Cronenberg tends to write women, their speech is not very realistic. Uh, I feel like this is kind of the polar opposite of that, where we have pretty realistic dialogue by pretty realistic characters. I mean, they're a little over the top because it's a horror movie, but right. I think generally speaking, uh, they're pretty relatable to a teenage girl. And I, you really get the sense for the type of people that they are at the beginning. Yeah. I really liked like all the macabre death scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the suicide imagery yeah, um, that they create and how they lend itself throughout the film. I, right, I really, and then how they tie in kind of at the end. Yes, I love the tie-in at the end and how they use yeah. it at the end. Um, I don't know. I liked this. It's kind of like, it almost reminds me of Ghost World a little bit, which is a favorite of mine, mm-hmm. even though they're very different movies. I mean, it's kind of the same thing where they're like these dark teenage girls that relate to each other a lot and then how their personalities kind of drift and they become, uh, you know, they kind of ostracize each other um, because of circumstances changing in their lives. So I like this plays along with those similar themes. It's just a horror movie. Um, For sure. No, I definitely think this is a super fun movie. Um the they makeup do great is with really the character fun. development too. The poor mom, <sighs> ready to like leave the dad and leave the family. She to, was ready like, to, Was she going to kill him? Like, is that what she was planning what, to do? I don't know. Because she was like, "I'll light a match. We'll light the house on fire, and then we'll leave." 
Yeah. So I took it like she's going to kill the guy. <laughs> and I kind of thought they would get home and he'd already be dead and that'd be like a cool twist or something. Yeah. Because mom's a little bit nutso, too. She I is. think dad was really the only sane person in that family. Yeah. I think <laughs> there's like, something wrong with the girl. <laughs> She's like, what? You just don't understand. He's like, well, then why are they talking to you? Why do they suddenly care what you have yeah. to say? <laughs> it's true. Teenage girls don't care what their moms have to say for the most part. No. Oh, and she picked up the fingers. These are so fake. Puts them, put them in, in a Tupperware. <laughs> and she's like, they're not fake. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about Ginger's tail and the imagery of her tail? It and was it getting so longer weird. And taping it to her leg. Taping it to her leg or it's sticking out of her underwear. <laughs> it's like, uh, if that's not a sign of puberty, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it might be a leg now and then when she tapes down her boobs. Oh, my God. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so much <laughs> and you just see it wagging little thing yeah and the sister's like whoa that's a freaking tail my sister's got a tail um oh, okay there is a scene when we first meet um sam the dude character sam that mm-hmm. um where he drives up in his van and he's listening to a song that is so familiar to me and I can't put my finger on it. It's definitely a hardcore song. And I, it's like, is it Converge? It might be Converge. It could be Every Time I Die. I'm not sure which it is, but it's driving me nuts. And I, I know it. But <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, what is that? What song is that? So now I don't know what it is and it's driving me nuts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I I recall the scene. I don't recall the song, but I will now. I all I want to do is turn on my TV and go to it and listen to it. It's got like that really cool guitar riff. That's like can't remember what it is. Driving me nuts. I hear it in my head all the time. Now I have to go back and find all my old hardcore CDs <laughs> and listen to them until I find that song. Now I just I'm pretty sure it it's either Converger every time I die, and they're not very similar. But like I can't, I can't differentiate it. It's one of the two. Anyway, uh, (laughs) both of those CDs were popular at the time, so it could be either Mm -hmm. of them. Uh, Anyway, um, I love this movie. I really enjoy it. Uh, I don't have as much of a problem with the dog stuff, um, so I I was able to deal. But I did recognize a couple times, like when she kicks, there's a part where she kicks the dog, and I'm like not into that part. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you didn't see that part. I I didn't because I don't recall it. Awesome. Uh, well, the dog wasn't going to attack her. She's just defending herself, but still. Um, okay, so. It looks know. like they used a lot of Fear Factory music wise in the well, soundtrack. I can guarantee it's not that because I'm not Glass familiar. Jaw. Maybe it was Siberian Kiss? No. Don't know what that is. That's cool. You don't know what Glass Jaw is? Oh, Glass Jaw. Oh, maybe it yeah. is Glass Jaw. I thought you I said like, something else. <laughs> I was like, uh, girl, oh, it <laughs> pretty could sure be you know who Glassjaw is. It might be Glassjaw. Oh, it might be. Because that's a very... That's a very 2000 yeah, yeah. band. Yeah. And also a very noticeable song. Yeah. All right. Well, you might have cracked that code. I'll have to listen to it. I do have a Glassjaw CD, too. So it's one of the CDs I own that I haven't <laughs> listened to in over a decade. I don't remember. They all start to bleed together, you know, after a while. Every, someone's cursing me. Justin's listening to this cursing me right now. <laughs> How are you confusing cur- <laughs> convergent last job with every time gl- I die? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Um, what's wrong with me is I don't remember at all. Those, those bands start to merge together in my brain. I haven't listened to hardcore music in a really long time. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love that they used all practical effects. I don't think that all of them worked, but I still appreciated the effort. I thought it was strange how Ginger was having fangs and no one seemed to notice. That's what I was wondering, too, because I was like, were her teeth just jacked up and I like never noticed? No, they get progressively more and more fang-like. And her mom, for some reason, does not say anything about it. Like, what is going... Because they are very circular. Yeah, they become they become very fang like. Yeah, um, and 
I think they do a good job of like showing how it's like slowly changing over time. Um, but yeah, there is a point where I'm like, okay, mom, you should notice that she has fangs by now. <laughs> it's not that gradual. It's only yeah. been a month. Yeah. Um, but I did like that. I thought, how did you feel about the werewolf at the end? Like the full on Ginger's actually a werewolf. You know, scene. I was fine with it. Um, yeah. I was even fine with like her turning into the werewolf. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird that people still wanted to make out with her. Like when she was at the party and she yeah. was like, oh, she's werewolf still pretty hot. Yeah. Thanks. And but she's it was like furry, but yeah. Oh, that was so fun. Like when she's shaving. Yeah. <laughs> the mounds of hair. Oh. I, I don't know. I liked and I liked when they showed her morphing in the van because it's like the lights going by from the other cars. Because when you're mm -hmm. in a car, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But it lends itself to the morphing looking more realistic. Um, a lot of a lot of like horror films that have um, that don't use CGI will do that where they'll have some kind of light flicker or something. We saw this in what is that movie that came out last year? By the special effects guys. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't. Fuck, what's the name of it? Recall the name. Ugh, that's so lame of me. Uh, what is it called? I can like see it. Anyway, there's like a strobe light and there's like a monster morphing in front of you. But it's so distracting because the strobe light is too yeah. strong. You can't really oh. even see the monster. Was it Was called? it the tri- No, not the, not the triangle. Uh. It was uh, the one with the- the cult, though. Yes. Um, and we were really... I think we watched it with the Modern Horrors guys. We did. Yep. It came out 2017, I think. Oh, my uh, God. Anyway, I can't remember crazy. it. It's fine. We'll uh, we'll get back to it. <laughs> I know. It's in my brain, and like I can see... You can, you can even see what the poster looks like, but I can't... Same. Like, fucking remember the fucking name of the stupid thing um anyway um so it's like that but i mean i think it's a little bit smoother and because it's in a car and you know lights are going by mm -hmm. it seems more realistic and i liked th that they did it that way um i also thought uh, here's the thing you are a wig specialist carly would you describe yourself that way uh, <laughs> when Maybe there's a bad a wig, I definitely notice. Is it, is it a specialist or is it more of like a connoisseur? A wig I don't connoisseur. Know. It would be either. <laughs> a judgy McJudgerton when it comes a to wig wigs. A wig critic. Okay, that's fair. Okay. okay, you are an esteemed wig critic. Yes. How do you feel about Bridget's wig? Because she is 100% wearing a wig. Yeah, it. her hair bothered me the entire yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, was it a bad wig? Because I think her hair is supposed to bother you. I, it made her face look weird. I don't know. Like, I get that it. And point. I get that she's supposed to be, like, the... Awkward. Awkward one. Yes. But it was, like, too literal for me, almost. I don't she know. She looked her, very, like, wild. Yeah. Her hair kind of bothered me the whole time. Okay. But what are you going to do? I mean, it bothered me, too, but it bothered me, and I feel like it was supposed to, in the mm -hmm. way it was supposed to. But, like, uh, Brid or Ginger's fabulous white hair wig at the oh, end didn't bother me it's gorgeous yeah gorgeous flowing silver hair um okay so i mean i i love this movie i would totally recommend it uh, unless you have doggy things like carly does um yeah. then it's the bulk of it was great yes um there was just so much focus in the beginning that it kind of i think it definitely um made me unable to like really get into the story from the mm -hmm. get-go yeah you had to fast forward through a lot of the story i think yeah and so i i'm sure that i missed things um but i enjoyed the bulk of it like i really liked the relationship between the two girls and seeing mm -hmm. ginger change and how she kind of became a bitch and how it didn't make sense why like bridget was like i mean obviously they're sisters so and the allegory that. for growing up and um how it changes you mm -hmm. and um, I mean, she became she becomes a werewolf the this the moment she gets her period for the first time. And mm -hmm. It's like uh, very on the nose, but yeah, but still lovely. Uh, very well done. Uh, yeah, interesting uh, element there. Um, okay. I mean, I don't have too much more to say. I'm happy with it. Um, Same. It ending, was fun if you 
Do we want to talk about the ending a little bit? Oh, yeah. Because the ending is, is a little strange. Yes. It doesn't end quite how you think it is. I mean, they do have some foreshadowing that they would die together, and then mm-hmm. they don't. So I was expecting it. Um, again, I don't really remember. I watched it a long time ago. I don't really remember the end. Um, so I thought that both sisters died at the end, but it seems like only Ginger dies. What yeah. do you think happens with Bridget and Mom? <clears throat> do you think Mom still takes Bridget? I do. Um, I actually was curious about that as well. Um, I wish they showed what happened. Same. I mean, I, I, only because they added that whole mom thing. They didn't mm-hmm. even need that. Why do they have to have mom even know? What does that really add to the story other than she's got her kids back? I think adding that whole mom scene where she finds the fingers and digs up the body and goes to find the daughters, that should have added more to the story than it did. Yeah. Um, no, I was curious at the end, too, because, like, the whole thing makes sense. And, I mean, you're looking at all the pictures and now it's dying and it's kind of like Ginger always knew or planned on dying early, you know? Right. Right. She had that weird fascination with it, um, which is great. Like, we understand that story. But I would definitely have been interested uh, as to what happened to Bridget and where she went yeah. from there. And there's a yeah. second one. Is that about Bridget? I don't know. I don't really know much about the second film. I know it's not done by the same people. So, gotcha. so I really. wasn't super interested but uh, maybe maybe that goes into what happens to bridget after i mean technically bridget doesn't get um doesn't inject herself with the um the flower syringe Mm -hmm. so she doesn't cure herself does she do you uh, did i miss it i don't think she does i thought she did oh okay but i mean i I don't know if she i don't know if we see her do it if that makes sense Um, Well, I know she grabbed it. I saw her grab it, and I thought she was going to get Ginger with it. And instead, she has the syringe in one hand and the knife in the other. So she knew she could either cure her sister. Right. And they could run away with mom, or she could stab her. And maybe that's why they have the whole mom thing, is to give them an out. Because through your mind watching it, you're thinking, well, what are they going to do? She's already killed all these people. So even if she you know, saves her from being a werewolf. She's still going to have to go her whole life knowing she killed all these people. Um, And she knew that she wanted to die. So really, the knife makes sense. Yeah. But we don't see her use the syringe on herself. So who knows what happens in the sequel? Maybe it's different characters altogether. Actually, I'm I'm very confused uh, by... So I looked it up. There's two seeming to be sequels that came out for Ginger Snaps in 2004. One is called Ginger Snaps Back, the beginning, but it takes place in 19th century Canada. Okay. Bridget and her sister Ginger take refuge in a trader's fort, which later becomes under siege by some savage werewolves. And it's the same two girls from the first one. Okay, so that's a prequel. Ginger Snaps 2 is but then Bridget Ginger, on her own. There's Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed, which is... Uh, that's Bridget, Bridget on her own after. now being a werewolf. Yes. Must so try to cure... Sequel, to find a cure for her bloodlust before right. the next full moon. Right. So the sequel... So there's a sequel and a prequel. But it's so weird, because why would it... It's 19th century Canada? <laughs> you should see the pictures. It's hilarious. I'm, see, I'm looking at it. They're wearing cloaks and things. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, maybe we check those out. Maybe they're not bad or maybe they're terrible. And uh, it's a fun episode. I think. In, yes. In other case. I think, yes. Um, I mean, 2004. Yeah, they both came out the same year. Or they're both listed as the same year. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they're time-traveling werewolves. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> um... I don't know. How I am no I supposed idea. to know? I Who no knows? Idea. Okay, let's move on. Cool. Uh, those were our films for today. What are we doing in our third segment, Carly? Uh, so this is a little segment we like to call Amy and Carly answer Ask Reddit questions about siblings. Ooh. Keeping with the siblings. 
Okay, what's our first one today? Jobin Gomez asks, what's the funniest lie you've convinced your sibling of? Oh, Carly, you have a brother. I do. Is he older or younger? He's younger. He's younger. Did you ever, so as a younger, as an older sibling, you've probably lied to your brother quite a bit as, you know. I don't, me and my brother, so like we have a really good relationship and I never really messed with him. No? No. Oh God. This might not be fun then. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, like uh, we never, I don't know. We've always like had each other's back and stuff. (laughs) I love my brother. Okay. okay. That's strange. I don't but know I'm how trying to relate to, to that. And try to think of like, if I like told him anything when he was little, that wasn't true. I probably see, did. See, I'm the baby. So I feel like this is hard for me to answer because yeah. I believed absolutely everything my brother and sister told me. But yeah. I do remember them telling me about um, Santa, seeing Santa Claus butt stuck in this chimney once. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't think Uh-oh. of anything that like stands out to me. I'll have to ask him, I guess. Okay. Well, okay let's sorry. Move on then. <laughs> that one doesn't work. K O M He O B thirty three asks: As a child, what did you do to piss off your siblings? So you never did anything to piss off your brother. Come um, on. Not on purpose, but like when he would always try to hang out with like my band when they were over, and like he just wanted to like hang out and play video games with us. And I told him that he couldn't and that would make him really emotional. Oh, I would, I would do little kid things. So like I would want to hang out with them all the time when they Mm -hmm. had their friends over. And, um, I used to, my brother used to have to take me out when he went to go build his fort in the woods and he'd make me like, you know, stay on the ground because it's too dangerous for me to climb the tree because they didn't know how to actually build a tree fort. So they just had like two pieces of wood stapled or like nailed at the top of a tree <laughs> that they'd climb up the tree and sit on. <laughs> and I was too little to do that. So I just sit there in the dirt while they sat up there. Was, I guess that's more things they did to piss off me. <laughs> <laughs> I was the baby by a lot. So I... I probably just annoyed the crap out of them. It's uh, just, I think, what the the dynamic between younger yeah. and over, older siblings. The younger mm-hmm. one always wants to do what the older one's doing. Yeah, although I will say that my brother, I used to be able to get away with murder. So, like, I would do something and then blame it on my brother. Mm. <laughs> and because he, he would beat me up. So, I would, like, you know, he wouldn't get in trouble for that. So, I'd make up other things that he did. Uh, and then he'd get in trouble. I remember one time... My dad was watching us, and I told my dad and my brother did something. I don't even remember what it was, but it wasn't even anything my brother did. And uh, I probably said he hit me, and he didn't. And uh, he had to mop the floor. And I remember walking by back and forth while he was mopping the floor singing Cinderella. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, And I was probably like six. I was evil. Um, what's the worst thing a sibling has done to you? You don't have any of these. Ramen Um, hair asks, yes. Actually, I'm pretty sure my brother has like stolen things from me and like sold them. But like not like important things, but like like I had a Star Wars like Pez dispenser collection. (gasps) That like it was all packaged and I had two of them and he like took one of them and sold them. Sold it. Oh. So that's probably like the worst thing that my brother's that's ever done. That's pretty bad. Yeah. If you ask my mom, it would be that my brother used to lock me in the closet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually enjoyed that because he'd make a little room for me in there. He like had a little lamp and like a and like a pillows and a blanket. Yeah. And he'd put me in there and close the door. <laughs> probably because he didn't want to really like take <laughs> care of me. To torment you. No, but I loved it because oh. I didn't have my I didn't have my own room. Oh. I shared a room with my sister when I was really little. So my brother would make a little room for me in his closet with pillows and blankets and and uh and a lamp. He put a lamp in there so I wasn't scared of the dark. Well, that's very kind of him. But my know, mom like- would but my mom would come and check and he'd just be hanging out on his bed reading a magazine. My mom'd be like, Where is Amy? <laughs> <laughs> she's in the closet and he'd be like she's in the closet he'd be like, you can't put your sister in the closet 
hey, if you're happy in there, who's to say? He's like, look, she likes it. Yeah. (laughs) I remember it very clearly. That's so funny. Oh my God, he so was funny. happy. I was happy. Of course, I'm sure I got bored after like five minutes of being in there. But he's like, go right. back in. <laughs> uh, Much Pepper asks, "What birth order are you? Youngest, middle, oldest, and what uh, what was the advantages your other siblings had over you because of the order you were born?" So I, I was the baby. I was the baby by I had two older siblings. By quite a bit. My brother's six years older. My sister, my brother's six years. My sister's eight years older than me. Um, and I got away with murder for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have, They. I don't feel like they necessarily had advantages over me at all. I, think I definitely had the advantage. Yeah, that's definitely the thing. Um, so I was the oldest. My brother is eight years younger than me. Um, I feel like. I may have like set the bar too high for my brother. Um, I was always like a really good kid. I had like a really good relationship with my parents. Like I definitely went through like teenage shit and we got into stupid fights or whatever. But like uh, my parents always trusted me and like never really um, had anything to worry about, I guess. Like I never really got into a lot of trouble Mm-hmm. So, like, my brother, I feel like they maybe thought it was going to go the same way, but he was much more of a troublemaker than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like he maybe not necessarily got away with more stuff than I would have. <laughs> um, but I feel like my parents definitely d- didn't really know what to look for. <laughs> so, he kind of ended up getting away with some murder. Yeah, I think my parents were way more strict on my sister mm-hmm. than they were on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the time you have a third kid, you're like, ah, whatever. Um, you do what you want. So there's definitely like my sister being much older than me and like, you know, me being able to go to the mall with my friends at a young age. And my sister would be like, mom and dad would never let me go to the mall with my friends until I was like 18. <laughs> Like, yeah things like that where she's like it's not fair you get to do all these things i didn't get to do any of them <laughs> so there's some of that um i think i definitely had some of those advantages my brother i think broke in my parents a little bit too he was a little bit of a wild wild one mm-hmm. at least it was what it seemed like to me as a kid he probably wasn't in reality <laughs> uh okay uh friendly bar. <laughs> yep yeah. Do you actually call your siblings brother and sister when talking to them? Or is this a, f- a fictional character thing? <laughs> Do oh, you ever call like, your brother just brother? Uh, sometimes I'll call him like little brother. Okay. Yeah, my, but, sister, and, my sister and I do the sissies thing. Like, yeah. I'm little sissies and she's big sissies. Um, but I never like just call him brother. Like it's always like, no. hey, little brother. Right. Something like that. Like, you know, a term of endearment kind of thing. Yeah. 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 We don't say sister. Oh, yeah. sister. Brother, could you Dear please sister. fetch me the porridge? Thank you. It's an old British thing. Brother, you're fabulous. They probably did, though. In, yeah. like, old England. Maybe. Yes. I just made that up. It po- it's father, possible. Brother. Oh, oh, father. Did you let the chickens out today? Thank you. Really good, Carly. Thanks. Really like it. Oh, that segment was strange. I don't think it worked for us. We're like, oh, we had normal sibling. Yeah, I know. At first, at first, I put in sibling rivalry, and I was like, I don't think I had any of that. Mm-mm. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, cool. What's up so, with you, Amy? Oh my God! Did you have a nice Christmas? I had a I nice did. Christmas. I had a very good Christmas. Yeah, did you get went to good? Boise? Um, oh, Boise! Yeah, nice and cold there. It was. Oh my god! I was like, I can never complain about it being cold in LA again because <laughs> it's so cold in Boise. And then, yeah. of course, when I got back to LA, I was like, it's still freezing. It's just a different yeah. kind of freezing. It doesn't it hurt to be outside. It's just like really uncomfortable. Right. Um. Yeah, it was just. It was really nice. I got to spend some time with my brother, with my parents, with my. Um, brother's girlfriend with my nephew who is effing adorable. Oh, um, how old is he now? He, uh, I think he's three. 
<laughs> what was that sound you made before you said three? It was me thinking about it oh, and being okay. like, well, I don't know for sure, but I think I'm going to go with three. <laughs> okay. Um, but he, yeah, he's like so adorable and he's Aww. just like wants to play all the time and he just wants Cute. to tell you stories and... Um, it's adorable. Very cute. Yeah. Fun. What about you? Oh, I stayed fairly local, went and visited some of my husband's family and yeah, open presents. I crocheted a lot. My hand cramped up. I made, <laughs> I made Christmas presents. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, lots of drinking. I saw Mary Poppins. Oh, I'm going to see that on Friday. I saw Mary Poppins in the theater Christmas night. Um, this, me and Tony's family do this thing where we get little boxes of wine and like little juice boxes of wine and bring mm-hmm. them into the theater and drink and watch a movie. Usually it's a musical because his family's really into musicals. So, um, did you like yeah. it? I actually really liked it. I, I really loved Mary Poppins growing up, but it'd been a really long time since I've seen it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And it, like, all came rushing back to me. The music was fantastic. The acting was great. Emily Blunt's fantastic. Um, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda's amazing. And yes. Way too talented. It's kind of annoying. Um, there was some really amazing dancing, which I, re- I like dancing. Um, I only cried, like, a billion times. It's fine. Yep, yep. Nothing gets me crying like musicals. I don't know why. It's just a very emotional thing for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't fully understand it. I don't even like watch musicals much on my own. But whenever I do, it's a very emotional experience. Maybe that's why I kind of steer away from them because they're <laughs> very, I don't know, emotion inducing. I love it. Uh, but I loved it. I really did. I think I loved it more than everyone else that we saw it with. Um, I'm Tony very also excited. Liked it. It's really, it. you're gonna love it. I mean, it's I really know. great. You're I can't a little bit. Wait. I mean, you're a little pickier with me when it comes to musicals. I think I. It I'm looks not so picky. magical. It's very magical. I was kind of like, oh, this isn't a remake. It's going to be all new, but it's it's not really all new. It's a continuation of the story. It's quite lovely. Yeah, because it's like the Banks children are grown up, and yes, then and I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about it really. Um, Sometimes so. that's the best way to do it. I think it was. I think it was a good way to do it. I so saw Aquaman. I it. Oh, yeah. How was that? I really liked it. Yeah. They, was it very people sexy? People were riding sharks, and it was so cute. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be cute, but I thought it was so cute. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be cute. <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman's a little bit of a badass. and nice. uh, What's his face? Khal Drogo. <laughs> Super cute. Everything was fun. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see it eventually. You should. It's fun. Okay. I mean, that's that's all I really got. We have so many. So we have so many movies that just came out on Netflix mm-hmm. that everyone is crazy about online. Yeah. What? Do we, so we're gonna have to do them next week. We're just gonna yeah. do them. We're gonna so Carly, jump off. Let's do it. Kick off the new year, if you will, with Bird Box and Black Mirror Bandersnatch, uh, which are both streaming on Netflix. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? No, it's just the funniest word ever. It is Bandersnatch. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. But it's no, the I Choose Your it. Own Adventure. Netflix. The dudes at Modern uh, Horrors did the same thing where someone said it and it's like the, that's the first time I heard anyone say that out loud and it's hilarious <laughs> and they're absolutely right. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Oh my god. Um, so in case you're not familiar with Bandersnatch, um it's a choose your own adventure as Carly just said probably when I was laughing over her talking. Um It's true. It's <laughs> I was like, did she say it? I don't know, but probably she did. Um, But but as we discovered, because we just looked it up, you can't do the choose your own adventure unless you're using the right uh, device Mm -hmm. to watch Netflix, because not all um, devices have the capability. So I think Roku is cool. If you use Roku, if you have a smart TV that has updates, it probably is cool. Um, What did we say? Xbox is probably cool, but some of the old Playstations and um, Nintendo Wii and all that stuff is not going to work, apparently. Right, things that can't be updated, essentially. Apple TV also. Yeah, uh, not on no, the list. No bueno. Uh, so if you have those devices and it doesn't work, try it on your computer, download a new Netflix app and try and watch it from there. 
or uh, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, so you can get that interactive capability. Otherwise, I'm not really sure what you're going to watch. It's probably just going to be random whatever. Mm-hmm. We're really in- interested in the choose your own adventure aspect of it. So we will be watching it in a way. I mean, you use Apple TV, Carly, right? So you're going to have to use your computer. Yeah, I'm going to have to use my computer or my Xbox. Or your Xbox. Okay. I have Roku, so I think I'm good. But we'll see. Okay. I'm so very just excited. a heads up for that. Check those out if you haven't already. I'm, I think everyone's seen Bird Box but me. Um, it's everywhere. And it seems like the only people I hear talking about it are non-horror people. I'm really not sure what to expect here. I'm excited. I'm stoked, though. Let's do um, it. Yeah. Woo. <sighs> We're doing this. Okay. We're doing it. All right. So... I guess that's it for this week. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? That's all I got. Oh my God, my stomach was just very loud. Okay. I heard it. <laughs> did you? I did. <laughs> all right. Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye. Ugh. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working on it for two years. <laughs>